0: Australia Explained, keeping you on top of all things down under. In this episode of Australia Explained, we talk about who owns news media in Australia, why it's important to know, and why it's being talked about right now.
1: Hello everyone, my name is Tanya Ragusa. And I'm Vanessa DiGrazia. And welcome to this week's episode of Australia Explained. Welcome! We're so excited to have you all here. (laughs) Finally! It's been a long time. Yeah,
0: it's been a long time coming. We'd like to start by acknowledging that we're recording this podcast on the lands of the Wurundjeri people, of the Kulin Nation, and we pay our respects to their
1: elders, past and present. Today's episode is all about news media ownership in Australia – it's definitely something I've started to become a lot more conscious of as of late and knowing the type of media that I consume. And you've looked into this quite a bit recently as well, right? I sure have.
0: I've been a bit concerned seeing a lot of really biased news content being shared on social media. I really think a lot of people could really benefit from understanding exactly where that news is coming from.
1: Yeah, and As an English teacher, critical analysis is always a key skill we're needing to teach. And, you know, it's important to understand the author's intentions and their biases. So it's a very relevant issue right now. Okay, let's begin. So lay it out for me. Who owns what in the Australian news media market? Okay, so
0: the first mention must go to Aussie media mogul Rupert Murdoch and his son Lachlan. They own a company called News Corp, which is one of the largest media companies in the world. In 2013, it was reported that News Corp controlled around 64% of Australian news media circulation. So that's almost two thirds. That
1: includes print such as newspapers, but also digital news sites. But it's pretty hard to know that percentage for sure when there's a big lack of transparency around who owns what in media companies. But what do Rupert Murdoch and his son Lachlan own?
0: Well, the list of outlets that News Corp owns is pretty much endless. (laughs) And we'll include a link to it in the show notes for you guys. But some that you might recognize include The Herald Sun, the Daily Telegraph, news.com.au, The Courier Mail, Sky News, The Australian, and even the local newspapers of all major Australian cities, including mine and your council newsletter, which is insane. Worldwide, they also own some really iconic outlets like The Wall Street Journal, Fox News, The Sun, and The New York Post. Moral of the story, they've dipped their toes in a lot of waters.
1: Yeah, they're definitely everywhere. The second biggest player is Nine, who control around 26% of the Australian news media circulation. These titles include The Age, The Sydney Morning Herald, and of course, Channel Nine. Now Nine isn't legally owned by anyone, but when you follow the tracks of one of Australia's richest families, the Packers, who we know for owning Crown Resorts, they once ran the network and And mining billionaire Gina Reinhart also used to have a big chunk until 2015. Now, we'll
0: do the maths for you so you don't have to. That leaves us with 9 to 10% of news media that is not owned by one of these two companies. And we haven't even included 7, owned by Aussie billionaire Kerry Stokes, or 10, where Lachlan Murdoch was previously CEO until 2014. It was only in 2017 when American broadcaster CBS bought Out10 that Murdoch and his associates were outed.
1: Yeah, and this was quite a controversial case. Rumors are that a lot of those within Channel 10 were not happy when Lachlan Murdoch was CEO and that's why the company opted for CBS so swiftly. Oh, poor Lachlan. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Within the 30 top news outlets in Australia, the only ones that exist outside of these ownership circles that we've discussed so far are the ABC and SBS, which are both public broadcasters owned by nobody, and The Guardian, which is owned by an independent trust that works a little bit like a non-for-profit. No puppeteering
1: billionaires in sight. No, no. So the other 27 top news outlets in Australia are all owned by those few people that we spoke about, but the vast majority of those owned by the Murdochs. Yep, it's wild. Okay, so is it normal to have such concentrated media ownership, meaning that such few people own most of the news media market in Australia?
0: For a democracy... Not really. (laughs) Worldwide, on one end of the spectrum, you have countries such as China, Russia, and Egypt, where you have a media monopoly, which means that one person or body is the main supplier of the news. And on the other end of the spectrum, there's the Scandinavian countries, the Netherlands, Switzerland, and surprisingly Jamaica, which all have very dispersed media ownership and strict laws to make sure it stays that way.
1: Now, Australia definitely doesn't fall in the same category as China or Russia. These countries have almost 100% of their news media owned by the government. And in these countries, it's not like the government tries to fund independent journalism in any way. The media consumed in these countries is very directly controlled by their leaders.
0: Yeah, that being said, Australia also doesn't line up with other democracies, New Zealand, the US, Canada, and the UK all have less concentrated media
1: ownership than Australia. Is this even allowed though? What are the media ownership laws in Australia that control this stuff? In a snapshot,
0: yes, it is allowed and our laws are non-existent. Oh, great. Yeah, so great. Um, <laughs> in fact, in 2017, the Liberal government scrapped what little media ownership laws we had. So they removed a restriction that prevented companies from owning a newspaper, radio and TV network in the same region, and also got rid of a rule which prevented a single broadcaster from reaching more than three quarters of the population at once. So we're now one of the only developed nations in the world without regulations on media ownership. What a great badge of honour to wear. (laughs) We won! (laughs) So what does high concentration of media ownership mean for the freedom of press in Australia?
1: Look, Australia still ranks pretty highly in terms of press freedom. We're currently ranked 35th out of 180 countries for press freedom, even though we've been slowly moving further down that list due to those changes in ownership laws that we just spoke about and more raids on journalists. But that highish ranking is mainly due to the fact that although legally there's not a lot protecting the freedom of press in Australia, it is still deeply embedded in our cultural values. We as Australians expect a free and fair press, and when we're aware of that being infringed on, we're likely to speak up against it. We also don't
0: experience censorship in the way that some other countries do. For example, if a writer for the Herald Sun wants to write an article about Scott Morrison lounging on a beach in Hawaii in the midst of Australia's bushfire crisis, the Liberal Party isn't going to order the Herald Sun to take that down because it makes ScoMo look bad.
1: Yeah, at the end of the day, if you're reporting the truth, the government can't stop you But in saying that, the writer would have had to get approval from the Herald Sun, for example.
0: Yes, and that's where things get a little bit messy and the dangers of having such a concentrated monopoly become apparent. When the majority of media outlets are owned by very few people, these very few people have a
1: huge say in what kind of news gets published. To continue with that example from before… Although they wouldn't have been censored on the topic, the Herald Sun's only reports on ScoMo's Hawaii trip were about how he's entitled to a vacation and how he heroically cut it short to come back to Australia. This favourable viewpoint is mainly due to the fact that the Herald Sun is owned by the Murdoch family, who have a long-standing relationship with the Liberal Party and have prolifically supported the party whilst also criticising their opponents.
0: Nine and seven also lean slightly to the Liberal Party, albeit not as blatantly as News Corp and the Murdochs.
1: And hence why a media monopoly can be dangerous. It gives too much control to such a small group of people around what exactly is reported.
0: Exactly right. It gives these media moguls the power to deeply affect public opinion and even the government itself. Um, In their 2018 leadership spill, when ScoMo took over Malcolm Turnbull, it's been revealed that the campaign to get rid of Turnbull was actually started by News Corp through a series of headlines in the Australia and the Daily Telegraph. Even though Turnbull was a Liberal PM, Rupert Murdoch didn't really like him too much and actually said to other billionaire Kerry Stokes, the owner of Seven, We have to get rid of Malcolm. Even if we get labour for three years, I can still make money under labour.
1: Yeah, and actually in Malcolm Turnbull's final press conference after being kicked out of office, he said it was, quote, a determined insurgency from a number of people backed by powerful, powerful voices in the media. So we can only assume who he was referencing there. Love a few billionaires getting around for a chat on which politicians they're going to put in power. <laughs> of course, the mark of a great democracy. It's, it's actually very fascinating to see the biases come out in the newspapers. I'd suggest anyone listening to compare the headlines in the Herald Sun and Sky News, which are owned by Rupert Murdoch, about Daniel Andrews and the hotel quarantine inquiry versus the headlines in independent outlets like the ABC and SBS yeah, very noticeable difference indeed. Yeah, very fascinating.
0: Rupert Murdoch has been in the news a lot lately, with Kevin Rudd calling him an instinctive monopolist and urging the government to take action against him. But why
1: now? What's going on? So Kevin 07 is definitely not a fan of Murdoch's, and I think the hatred goes both ways. But at the moment, the drama revolves around something called the Australian Associated Press, or the AAP. The AAP is a newswire service that was founded by the Murdochs in 1935, but then eventually became jointly owned by a few of the major media moguls, which we've talked about, as well as Australian community media. For those who don't know, as a newswire service, the AAP essentially sells news reports, breaking stories and images to news organisations to use. So newspapers, websites, TV and radio broadcasters, all that jazz. It is considered a very important part of our democratic media infrastructure, as the AAP is known for very fair and impartial reporting and also has a fact-checking service. In March of this year, the two main shareholders, which are
0: Murdoch and Nine, announced that they were shutting down the AAP because it was too unprofitable. But then in June, it was saved by a group of philanthropists and a $5 million government grant. Now, Murdoch is currently subject to a non-compete clause with the AAP, meaning he can't launch his own newswire service. But this clause ends in February 2021, and Kevin Rudd is essentially accusing Murdoch of purposely trying to bring down the AAP in the hopes of launching a brand new service that doesn't have that input
1: of other community media owners and caters more specifically to Murdoch's views which can be quite dangerous, and that's why Rudd wants the government to step in and stop Murdoch from being able to set up his own newswire. Yes, he does. It's definitely a very complex and political issue. It's something we definitely could have kept speaking about, but I think we've done our best to break down the key parts right now. Now, at the end of every episode, we offer a few resources that you can check out to learn more or just explore the issue a bit further. Vanessa, what have you got for me today?
0: Mine is a video by Aussie comedian Neil Kolhatka on his impersonation of the Aussie media. Now, it's a little bit dated, but I remember finding this so funny as a teenager and it still is so accurate. Warning,
1: though, it does contain explicit language. If you're looking for something a little bit more serious, the ABC has just uploaded a three-part documentary on the Murdoch dynasty and the various scandals that surround the name. And I think our joint recommendation is a list of all the independent media news outlets if you're wanting to become a bit more informed on the broadcasters you support. We'll include a full list of these in our show notes for you to check out after you're done listening. My personal favourite is theconversation.com. It's all about academics from universities writing easy-to-read news articles, so you can always trust that it's coming from a research background. My recommendation is definitely a bit basic.
0: It's The Guardian.
1: (laughs) We love The Guardian, though. (laughs) Yes,
0: we do love The Guardian. And it's basic, but it's so good. Um, The Australian branch of The Guardian is really, really great. Um, They really focus on evidence-based stories. But also, The Guardian's an international news company, so you have really great global content as well. It's really a one-stop shop for anyone trying to stay informed. Yeah,
1: definitely. Definitely. And that's it from us today. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode and let us know what you think. We're definitely interested to hear your thoughts. News media is something that we all consume as Australians and it's hard to escape. So we're definitely interested in hearing what you have to say.
0: And if you do want to let us know your thoughts or just follow us for more short, sweet and simple Aussie content, head to our Instagram or our TikTok at Australia Explained Pod. All the info will be in the show notes for you to check out. See you next week. Bye.